0: as um, Richard mentioned in his prayers that Sir David Amos was well known to our church. He would often come uh, to different events at our church. Um, He would often be seen uh, coming to different activities and clubs. It's been really fascinating just being out and about on the streets outside the church the last day or two, how many people have stopped by or come into the church to light a candle. And virtually every person I've spoken to has a story about... Sir David, everyone knew him and engaged with him and found him to be, whether they agreed with him or not, politically found him to be someone that you could genuinely tell uh, loved and served his community and had time for people. And in many ways, it feels like he was one of probably the greatest pillars of our community, sort of keeping our, our local community up. And then something like this happens, an awful day, an awful day, where just one moment of real anger or hate or darkness, one hour of that, kind of just knocks a pillar down. And it suddenly feels like everything is shaking. The whole community is feeling it. The whole community has changed, hasn't it? It is absolutely awful, of course, for David and his family, and that is the worst of it, and that is who our thoughts and prayers are with today. But the whole community is crumbled in some way. He spent his whole life bringing an amazing amount of good, seen and unseen. People people have got many stories, as I said, of David. Not everything is known in the newspapers and things. He helped a lot of people, And then suddenly after his 40 years, I suppose, of, of faithful public service, just one hour of darkness, one hour of madness caused so much destruction. I find that a hard thing to get my head around. It can perhaps leave us with feelings of shock, despair, fear even, uncertainty, Maybe even anger, but certainly grief. This hour of darkness that has happened upon our town can make us feel like, oh my goodness, is 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 darkness uh, winning? Has it had the final say in matters? Doesn't matter how much good we throw at the world. Bad things keep happening and terrible things keep happening. Things that can even shake our community. Well, this passage begins that we read, chapter 4, verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. One of the very first verses of the Bible is God said, let there be light. And Paul quotes that here and he says, not only let there be light, but let the light shine out of the darkness. It's not let your light shine into the light. It's let the light shine out of the darkness. In other words, in the Bible, darkness can never have the final say. Never. Never. There was another day of course wasn't there when there was an hour of darkness or three hours of darkness right in the middle of the Bible at the time when Jesus himself suffered a terrible and violent death as he sought to serve and love the world. A horrible act of terror and violence acted upon Jesus and the world turned dark for that three hours and darkness seemed to reign but it was out of that darkness the light of God shone. Out of that terrible act of hate that seemingly could have destroyed the world, it was only out of that that God brought such incredible light and redemption, not just for Jesus as he rose from the tomb, but for all of us, for all of us. It is right in that time, perhaps of darkness, that we do feel the emotions we're having. I'm sure the disciples, as they witnessed the hour of darkness with Jesus, went into terrible despair. The world was coming to an end. The world would never be the same again. Our whole lives are shook and rocked and they were perplexed and uncertain and all those feelings. Of course we're gonna feel like that right now, aren't we? And lots of people out there feeling that too. But we are Christian people. We are people who have the light of Jesus within us. And here's what I will say about uh, that relationship between the light and the darkness. The darkness will have its moments. It had its moments with Jesus, the darkness. The darkness will have its moments in our own individual lives. And the darkness will have its moments in our country and in our world and in our communities. But the light always returns. The light always wins. Let's just see that from verse 7. Where Paul says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side. There's the darkness, right? But not crushed perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Do you see that? Bad things happen. Hard things will happen. Dark times will happen. You may even be struck down, knocked down, or a pillar of our community might cause the roof to fall down. but the light will return. It can't be snuffed out. I remember those candles when you were a child that you put on birthday cakes. And uh, you get the normal ones that just blow out normally, but then you get those those funny ones that you might have put on your cake that reignite as soon as you've blown it out. They were fun, weren't they? It's a bit like that. The light can be rocked by the darkness from time to time but the light will always return the darkness cannot win over the light and Paul's life testified to that he was crushed he was struck down he was persecuted but never completely destroyed it even says here that he was perplexed but not in despair we're perplexed right now aren't we we are we don't know what to make of everything that's going on around us we don't we're confused we don't see the end from the beginning we don't understand why these things happen sometimes or to which people and etc but we're not in despair we're not in despair because that might be the temptation for us is, and I know I feel this, which is so many things, one after the next can happen in life, doesn't it? And then you just think, I just, I just let's just give up, <laughs> let's just give up, and just comfort ourselves and and withdraw, withdraw the light. That's the temptation, and our hearts can become easily hardened and cynical and skeptical and all of that. But that's not the Christian gospel. That's not the Christian gospel. The important thing is that we do reemerge. We do come back with love. We do come back with forgiveness. We do come back with the strength of the resurrected Jesus. How do we do that? How are we going to do that? Here's what I want us to think about. We must not forget the whole story. We must not forget the whole story. What do I mean by that? Well, look at verse 10. Paul reminds us that we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be be revealed in our body. Or verse 14. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. We need to remember the whole story that after the darkness comes the light. Too often, we get caught up in the story that we think the story has ended halfway through in the darkness. And we feel like we're left there. And we forget the light that is coming. Think about any story you like a book you like, a film you like, a Bible story you like. If you were to only stop the story halfway through, then yes, you would despair. Because every story starts well and goes into a period of darkness, but then comes back out into the light. Every story, well, most that we like and know and love. And so then when the, in our own lives and in our own story, when the darkness comes, we kind of think, oh, and this story ends, not happily ever after. Because when you're in that moment, you think it is final. You think that's it. Especially perhaps when it comes to death. The disciples sure felt that way about Jesus when he died. Perhaps you felt that way about someone you know who you love who's died. And perhaps we're feeling that way right now with Sir David Amos and our community. Pick any story you like. What would would that story be like for, for Jonah? If Jonah was swallowed by the whale, that was the end of the story. Or what if uh, Joseph, sold by his brothers into slavery into a well, the end. Or Jesus died on the cross, the end. We've got to get our minds around this as Christians, that death is not the end. It really does not have the last say. And Paul understood this. He knew that everything he was going through, he calls it light and momentary troubles in this passage. Did you see that? Verse 17, our light and momentary troubles, because he understood the full story. How are we not going to despair? Look, verse 16, Paul says, therefore we do not lose hope. We do not lose heart. So yes outwardly we are wasting away yes the world might be crumbling around us but inwardly we know that the light is shining and that sh- that light cannot be snuffed out inwardly we're growing newer every day as Christ comes so paul tells us that we need to then fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. So we need to understand the whole story. And then as we are doing that, we then need to fix our eyes on Jesus, who is unseen right now. On a cloudy and dark day, yeah, which is pretty much guaranteed to be what it is today, and it is on a cloudy and dark day, on miserable winter or autumn evening when the light goes and it's all very grey and grim, it is really hard to remember that above all those grey clouds right now, the sun is shining, right? Can you believe that right now? If you were to take a plane and go up through the clouds right now, you would enter into unbelievable sunshine and blue skies, right? But right now it feels... Miserable, damp, cold, and grey. Which is it? Which is it? It's both, isn't it? We are experiencing grey and dark skies, but there's also sunshine and blue skies above it all. What is unseen is the sun shining in all its radiance. What is seen is only temporary. The clouds will part and the sun will shine. Jesus' disciples, when Jesus died and rose again, 40 days later, he ascended into heaven, didn't he? And his disciples literally saw him, this light of the world, go from heaven up into earth, and they could see him no more because the clouds came in front and they couldn't see him anymore. But they certainly knew that he was up there above the clouds, Beyond the darkness of this world, he was shining bright. And Jesus said, I'm, I'm up there for you. I have prepared a place for you, and I will keep it for you. I will come back to take you to be where I am. They knew that. And so they went on these crazy adventures in life, facing all kinds of horrendous acts of terror and violence and opposition and persecution because they knew the sun was still shining. They could see what was unseen. I think that's what we need to do at this time. If we get swept up in the darkness, we will begin to despair. We need to remember the whole story. We need to fix our eyes. Verse 18. Not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And therefore, we do not lose heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do lift up before you again, Sir David Amos and his family We pray that somehow, Lord, your truth and your comfort might come to them, that you might, in their grief and in their distress, somehow deliver them into the light. And then we pray for our town that is feeling rocked and shaken, may it be reminded, Lord, that out of the ashes, the life of Christ can rise and then for us here as a church family. May God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, make his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And we ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.